We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. you date me a podcast for me nicole byer was trying to figure out why i'm still single but guess what i don't know my guest today is a professional intuitive tarot reader witch and practical practitioner she's gonna give me a reading today and maybe she'll know when love is coming for me i mean one can only hope it's sudden cropper hi how are you i'm good how are you i'm really good thank you for having me thank you so much for doing this so Tell me when you knew you were intuitive. Oh, God. Since I've been little, I was a little kid when I knew I was intuitive. I think everybody has a level of intuition and whether they listen to it or not. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I always get like gut feelings and 99% time, 99% time, 99% of the time I am correct. Oh, yeah. Your gut won't steer you wrong for the most part. Can you tell me about a field trip that you went to with your school where you saw a fortune teller? Uh, Yes, we went to um, a like a metaphysical store and the person was an intuitive or a psychic and they didn't really say and they kind of grabbed my hand and they were like, you have the gift. And that always kind of stuck with me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like that's like the beginning of a movie or something. Oh, totally. Where it's like, you have the gift. And then it's like, oh, no. And then everything starts shaking. And then the adventure begins. (laughs) 20 years later. (laughs) (laughs) So you had a permanent residency as a tarot card reader. What is, is that like a nine to five? Oh, no, 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 no. It's it's still freelance. So like somebody will book me and then I come in. But it's, it's nice to be in a location versus doing it at home. So now I just currently do it um, from home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, what? Okay, so you're married. I am. And how did you, did you know your husband was coming? 
No, God, no. But I definitely knew he was the guy when I met him. <laughs> what was it? Your intuition, or was it other things that I bet it felt? was a combo? It was like a combo of the of the love feelings and the the vagina feelings and the head feelings <laughs> and the heart feelings. It was all the feelings. <laughs> Okay. What is also like, okay, what are the dumbest questions that people ask about you being an intuitive or tarot card reader? I mean, my favorite people to read for are skeptics generally. Ah. Those are always the most fun, but they can ask some pretty silly questions, you know. And most people are really respectful about it. But, you know, I get dumb questions about, like, why do you believe this? Or this is clearly not real. So <laughs> what are you even doing with your life? <laughs> That's very, very funny. So wait, how did you you met your husband doing a, a production of Romeo and Juliet? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. Wow. Gag. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> how fucking, like, perfect. Well, and it was funny because I was with somebody else. Um who was not a very nice person. My gut mm -hmm. was not steering me. No, my gut knew that he was not a very nice person <laughs> and that he was not the guy. But I was young. He had money. I was like, oh, this is what love is. It's like mutual respect uh -huh. and vacations. And then <laughs> and then um, my husband walked in to audition because I was already cast as Juliet. And we read the balcony scene and we both cried and he walked out of the room and I was like that's the guy that's the guy right there to play Romeo not yes. the guy I was gonna marry <laughs> um, and then you know we were really good for like two weeks in rehearsals but we were just obsessed with each other and then we we just it all fell apart we totally hooked up and and then my my current ex came and saw the show and was literally mm -hmm. like what the fuck is going on here Oh my God, that's like literally the plot of Moulin Rouge, where exactly. the, that man comes and he's like, What is this? I don't want to invest money. You're in love. Exactly. It's exactly. And I always say he was like, If anybody knows Romeo and Juliet, he's like the Paris of the story, like the bad one that she mm -hmm. doesn't want to marry. And that was who he was. And he just, he keyed in on us being uh, together before I told him. <laughs> Oh, how wild. I absolutely fucking love that. Can you tell me about the ghost of the man in a top hat? <laughs> yes, I can. My assistant does very, very thorough research. Very thorough research. I, I actually <laughs> talked about it on another podcast I was on. Yeah, there. Uh, we used to live in Astoria, New York, and um, I just always felt this person sitting on the couch you know you'd go to the refrigerator and like they, they mm -hmm. was behind you the couch was in the living room and i just always felt this person sitting on the couch in the middle of the night and then uh there was this one day where my roommate was like oh yeah you mean the guy in the top hat and i was like yes the guy in the top hat like what is he doing there why won't he go away like and he was very non-confrontational he was he was a chill ghost but it was just very clearly there out of the corner of your mm -hmm. eye and all of those things and your roommate saw it as well absolutely and so did her uh husband actually oh my god i've seen ghosts in my old apartment but my roommate never saw the ghost well i have a i, I have a very like strong feeling that there are people who want to see them and there are people who do not want to see them and the people mm -hmm. who do not want to see them or don't believe in it right uh yeah. generally don't and i i tried to put up a very clear boundary with 
uh, spirits in general to be like, hey, I really don't want to see you unless I invite you in. Like if I'm asking to speak to you or see you, then that's fine. But like, don't be tapping me on the shoulder while I'm like cooking dinner. Like, don't do that. That's interesting because I had a friend who was like, yeah, you just have to tell them no, thank you. Totally. I don't want this. Please go away. It's like any relationship. It's like any relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see you anymore. I'm breaking up with you. Please don't tap me on the shoulder. Exactly. Well, let's get into it. Do you have your tarot cards? I do have my tarot cards. Of course I do. Okay. Let's do a reading. Let's do a reading. Uh, Well, this is usually the moment where I would say, is there anything in particular you want to talk about? But I mean, let's get real. Uh, I'm constantly trying to figure out when love is coming for me. So truly, I would like to know about my love life. Okay, I love that. So I'm using just a standard 78-card tarot deck. It's just that I like the more modern ones. I like that the images are a little bit different. So, you know, there's a, a classic... Oh, really? Yes. Yes. They said yes. Sorry. Um, the who? Who? <laughs> Who? Who said uh, yes? My gut said yes. I don't know. Source said yes. Okay, great. I love it. I would be so upset if it was like, no. No, no. Stop. <laughs> don't. You can't tell her shit. She can't know. Okay, so, uh, Nicole, what you get here is you get a major arcana card, a minor arcana card, and a court card. And I'll just explain that very briefly. Major arcana cards are like the organs of the story of your life, right? The big stuff. And the minor arcana card is the day-to-day stuff that kind of gets you to the big sweeping themes of the story of your life uh, that is the major arcana card. And then a court card is just like in a deck of cards, page, knight, queen, king. And these are usually an aspect of your personality or somebody else's personality. And they all kind of have a prescription, right? Like if it doesn't sound like you or someone you know, you're like, oh, is this helpful? Is this useful? How do I balance that? How is this detrimental? Mm-hmm. And I want to start with your court card. Okay. Because it could be an aspect of your personality. Now, I do have to admit, I listened uh, to one of your shows, and you did say that you consider yourself a bit of a people pleaser. Oh, I am fully a people pleaser, and I am in the midst of learning how to, like, in the moment, if I feel a little grumpy, but I'm out with friends, just to be like, Hey, in the moment, I'm feeling just a little grumpy. And the first time I did it, my I was in Vegas and it was so hot. And I said it and all my friends were like, oh, OK. And I was like, well, this is liberating. I no longer have to smile. I can just be hot and sweaty and upset for a little bit till we find air conditioning. Totally. So I'm really trying to uh, inject that into my life. Yeah. No, it's amazing. But you're wild, too. Wouldn't you say that you're a wild person? I do. Yeah. I mean, I do like to have fun. Um, I <laughs> I will make a decision truly right in the moment. And usually it's a choice that other people wouldn't make for themselves. OK. But yeah, I do think I have like a rather free spirit, even though I do love a routine. OK. OK. But you, you're not somebody who's going to be like put in a box, I would say, like or controlled. No, 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 no. I don't like that. No, nobody does. Okay, so I mean, some people do, but it's not my vibe. Okay, so what we get here is we get the Queen of Cups or the Mother of Cups. Now, this is your court card. In every deck, they're all kind of um, artistically represented different, but they're always going to be the same kind of idea. And this court card, queens are 
the interpersonal relationship members of the court, right? And cups are about love and emotions and intuition and creativity. Now, the queen of cups is, I would consider them a people pleaser, but it comes from a very specific place, right? The, mm-hmm. some, somebody said it to me the other day in a session I was reading for somebody and they said, I would light myself on fire to keep you warm is the, <laughs> the phrase that the Queen of Cups uses. So I'm not saying that you necessarily identify with this person, but they are uh, they fill other people's cups before they fill their own. Right. They're mm-hmm. constantly trying to take care of everybody else's emotions. They're constantly trying to take care of everybody else before they take care of themselves. They're very sensitive. They're very intuitive people. Uh, but that's the thing is that they will like try and fill from an empty cup because they're they're, they're they want to take care of people like that's their main goal is to take care of people before they take care of themselves. Does that sound like anybody to you? It sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, they're definitely a people pleaser, but it comes from a really genuine loving place and that's what i really like about the queen of cups it's just that they need a reminder that it's like how are you going to fill from an empty cup like you have to take care of yourself right so this mm-hmm. like i need air conditioning moment or <laughs> right it's, it's yes. like yeah previously you would have just walked in the thousand degree heat forever and just been like i'm fine yeah with a smile on my face being like i'm okay yeah but yeah i'm, I'm trying really hard to just be like no i don't feel fine and i don't want to make everyone happy right now yeah uh, which is a really hard thing because you feel like you're letting people down and for I, I just yeah, there's something in me where I'm like, I just don't want to let people down. Yeah. Well, you want you want everybody else to be happy. Yes, because when other people are happy, then you can be happy and everybody's happy and everything's nice and good. <laughs> exactly. And yet we find, you know, sometimes you're exhausted or hot and you want to go inside and it's like the honesty thing ends up being more helpful to a queen of cups, right? How do I fill mm-hmm. my own cup before I attempt to fill other people's cups? So, you know, when you look at this from a love aspect, honesty, although scary because you're worried about what somebody might feel about you not taking care of them before you take care of yourself is helpful, right? It's helpful to be honest and fill your own cup so that you can attempt to show up better for yourself and for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So we get the Queen of Cups there. Your major arcana card, right? This like big sweeping theme of the story of your life is the moon. And it's absolutely one of my favorite cards in the whole deck. Uh, oh. The imagery is always a moon, but there's wolves in it. And you see there's um, a white wolf and a black wolf, and they're not mirror images of each other, right? They're two mm-hmm. different wolves. This is a very complicated card, but the one thing I want to right, but the one thing I want to say about this is uh, the idea of not being put in a box and not being controlled. And when I say wild, it's like wild, intuitive, divine, feminine, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. I am this wolf inside, and I'm not going to let anybody control me. And it's moments where. You are like uh, on vacation. You're like, oh, I should go skinny dipping. And I don't know why. And I'm going to go skinny dipping, right? Mm-hmm. The, moon, the moon kind of talks to us in that way. But it is very much about kind of the mysterious darkness and wild intuition that we have inside of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to talk to you about that, right? Because again, this idea of not letting somebody else control you or not letting somebody else judge you, right? Because the biggest thing with the moon is I am going to listen to that part of myself and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about it, 
right? And I'm certainly not going to judge myself when I say I'm going to go skinny dipping or I'm going to do whatever it is, right? So it is a con, it's a contradictory two cards to have, right? Because the Queen of Cups is like, I got to take care of everybody else. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the moon is like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want because my gut uh-huh. is telling me to do it. So talk to me th- about that. I mean, I mean, I do like to make sure everybody is happy, but I also do like to be like, let's do this. Like, uh, I guess the best example is like my best friend, Sashir, doesn't she's not a, a, a water baby. I'm a water baby. I love water. Uh-huh. Um, And we were in Hawaii, I think. And there was a water slide. And I was like, come on. I know we're adults, but like. I think a water slide will be really fun in this moment. And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, please, come on. You'll watch me go down. It'll be fun. <laughs> and then she did go down. I think she went down twice. I think I went down three times. And then she was like, thank you for pushing me to do it. It was very fun. And then I was like, okay, now we're going to walk through a waterfall. It was just like a waterfall in the pool. And she was like, that I actually really don't think I'll have fun with. And I was like, but you had fun on the water slide. And then we walked through the waterfall. She was like, I hated that. And I was like, I know it was bad. <laughs> but you did it but you did it <laughs> yeah and um like we were in bahamas and we're vi- like we we like a lot of the same things but i do push her for like more of adventure things like i don't think she'd been on a, a jet ski before i was like let's get on a jet ski um and then i had never had a massage because i don't really love people i don't love touch i don't that's not my love language uh-huh um so, like, she got me into massages and it it helped me allow people to touch me. And that was like a not a boundary. It was just like a wall I had up that she helped me, you know, pull down a little. So, yeah, like I kind of push her to have fun in ways that she doesn't think she will have fun. Do you judge yourself in those moments ever? What do you mean when I'm like, let's go on an adventure? Yeah. Like, are you like, oh, God, maybe I'm pushing her too much? Or are you like, no, no. let's do this? Yeah. No, because I'm like, she'll have fun. Like, there is... Very rarely. I Actually, I don't even think there's ever been a time where she was like, that wasn't for me. And I actually really hated it. And I don't ever want to do that again. Like, usually it's like, we had a lot of fun. And then I'll just like make up stories. Sometimes when we go to restaurants and she'll just jump on board. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I I'll on on a whim, I'll do something and she'll be like, yes. And I have other friends like that where I'm like. Let's go to Vegas this weekend. I figured out how to get us free rooms. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And I'll be like, and we'll do this. And I'll figure out this. And I'll figure out this. I'm terrible at planning. But I'm very good at, like, corralling a group of people (laughs) to (laughs) to do something fun. (laughs) If somebody else wants to, like, take care of, like, the actual... uh, I'm good at broad pictures. I'm not good at details. Sure. I mean, I I love it. Do you... Because this is so much about the moon is, uh, among other things, showing about up authentically, right? How you can show mm-hmm. up authentically, even if it's the dark, the the dark wolf in there, the darkness inside of us, the the, the all those dark things inside. Uh, you know, not wanting to walk in a thousand degree heat, not go back into um, the air conditioning, those parts of ourselves. Do you find that it is harder to do that in relationships? Oh, absolutely. Because I, I really have only dated people who I don't think genuinely like me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think they get sick of me real fast, which is fine. I'm, I, I am a lot and I know that. Um, But the last relationship I was in, 
I, I did find it a little hard to be spontaneous or to like do stuff with them because I was like, I don't know if they want to do it. I don't want to like overstep. I would, it was like one of those things where it's like, do you want to go to, do you want to go eat? And I'd be like, yeah, what do you want to go eat? Or do you want to stay inside? And I'd be like, well, I guess if you want to stay inside, but like in my heart of hearts, I'd be like, I would like to stay inside. I'm actually very tired. Yes. If you want to, if we want to go out later this week, let's plan it. But I never said those words out loud. I would just like do things that I thought that they would want to do. Yeah. It's because the queen of cups is in there being like, I'll just fill your cup. Yes. And then that'll be better. And it's like these moments where you're like, I see myself on these vacations. I see myself with these friendships. I see how much people adore me when I'm this wild thing that is the moon. And how do I then apply that to relationships? And frankly, you don't want to be in a relationship where somebody doesn't love that wild, crazy part Mm -hmm. of you, right? So it's like, they're not even worth your time. But it's this very interesting thing where it's like, it's so easy to apply that in my friendships or at work, for example, but it is way harder to do it (laughs) in a relationship. Yeah, I think it's because I know that my friendships aren't going away. I have like a solid group of people in my life that are like some of the most amazing, caring, giving, beautiful people that I know. And I know they're not going anywhere. And I know they accept me for who I am because we've all been friends for so long. Um, Even new friends. Like I've uh, made a new friend this year and I I love her so much. Um, And I know she's not going to go anywhere and I know she's going to be in my life for a while. Um, but with like a partner, I'm like, well, this I'm a, I have a, I'm a very anxious attacher according to Instagram, my therapist (laughs) and a book I have started. Um, (laughs) so I, I'm not anxious in relation or in friendships, but in relationships, I'm like, this person might go away whether I like actually like them or not. (laughs) That's the thing. I'm like, whether you actually like them or not, it's like, you need somebody who's going to love that wild part of you that does not want to change you, that does not judge you, and that does not put you in the box because you're a fun time, says the moon, right? Like, I'm wild. Yeah. It's great. Okay, so then you're clearly a very busy person. Would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very, very busy. Very, very busy. Okay, so you get Queen of Cups, the moon, and you got the Seven of Cups. I do find it not surprising that we have all cups cards because, again, those are about relationships and love and intuition and creativity, right? So we pulled none of the other suits in the tarot, just cups, and we're on a love podcast. So obviously, that's very on brand. (laughs) Uh, The Seven of Cups is uh, about having a lot going on. You're like, I, I always think of those people who are spinning all the plates like mm-hmm. on the Lawrence Welk show and they're like running from the plate, running from the plate and trying to keep them all in the air. And the seven of cups is like, Hey, it's time to choose a cup, right? Focus on one thing at a time. Stop trying to do 10 million things at the same time. Because if you try to do 10 million things at the same time, inevitably either none of them get done or all the eggs get burned, right? You're cooking seven eggs. And it's, it's interesting because I'm always like the seven of cups can change, right? It can be like, uh, this is when I'm focusing on work or this is when I'm focusing on myself or this is when I'm focusing on friendships. But it's when you start to try and be an octopus to do all of those things at the mm-hmm. same time that something suffers or whatever it may be. But it's uh, it's almost like I'm too busy to have a relationship anyway. I'm spinning so many plates that it's like, I, I got I got enough to do. Like, 
Mm -hmm. It's like that seven of puffs moment where it's like, well, if this were the priority, then you take the cup, right? And you go after it. And when it's not the Mm -hmm. priority, you take the other cup of, you know, taking care of yourself or taking care of your, your career or whatever it may be. But it is saying like, you got to focus on one thing at a time to, to get Mm -hmm. the thing that you really, really want. And it is, it's about focusing on filling your own cup so that you know that the person who eventually comes isn't going to judge you and isn't going to leave because they think you're, and I'm putting this in quotes, too much, Mm -hmm. right? Like whatever that is. It's like, I fill my own cup so that I have somebody who knows how amazing and wild and fun and adventurous I really am. And I don't have to worry about that, right? I don't Mm -hmm. have to, I don't have to be concerned about the fact that they think X, Y, Z about me because I don't give a shit what they think about me, which I know you don't. But it's in the relationships, you're like, but why Why care, right? It's like, why care what they think about you? Yeah, I think in, like, my heart of hearts, I'm like, yes, the person should accept me or whatever. And I shouldn't care, but I do. I deeply care because I want you to like me because um, I'm a nice person. And please, please, please just like me. And it's not like a desperate, it's just like a thing in in me. Maybe it is desperation. I don't know. My mother used to say men can smell desperation from a mile away. And I'd be like, so I'm stinky. And um, does that mean they love me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not desperate. I mean, it, it, if it's the queen of cups at all, it's because your need to take care of other people trumps your need to take care of yourself sometimes. So it's not a desperate thing. It's more like I'm here to take care of you and show up for you. And it's like, well, you got to fill your own cup too. You got to, you got to, you know what I mean? So that you come from a whole cup. Yes. Fill it, fill it, fill it. Regular and let it. Real quick, we have to take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Thanks. Parables, tips, and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better, so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, we're back. Okay, so do you know when... Love is coming to me because that that reading did resonate with me. I felt like it was pretty spot on. When I pull my own cards, I I pull a lot of cup cards. Um, I personally don't know the the cards as well as you, so I have like my little book where I read my little book. And da, da, da. I'm also pretty good at reading cards for other people, uh-huh. and it's really interesting. Whenever I read with whatever deck I read with whatever little. Uh, uh, thing that goes with it that explains the cards. It never tells anyone. I never tell anyone something they don't already know. Oh, absolutely. It's funny. I think that's why tarot cards are so fascinating because really, to me, it's what it's doing is it's pulling out of your brain what mm-hmm. it is you want to talk about. So, you know, people will be like, well, I knew all that, but thank you because that was very transformative <laughs> and amazing. Yeah. But also, I knew that. And I'm like, I know you knew that. You just needed an mm-hmm. external an external person to tell you the things that you already do. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast, but one of my favorite readings was a friend of mine who is uh, just like an old friend from back home and is notoriously one of the most annoying people I've ever met in my whole life, but I (laughs) love them. And they are always in people's business and the cards were like, mind your own business. You start shit with people. You need to just focus on yourself. And everyone who is in the living room with me was like, wow, (laughs) that's him. That's him. He's got to stick to his own shit. And I was like, ah. So then I read everybody's cards and they were all like dead on just like, uh, I I love tarot. Um, I have a deck. uh, My favorite deck is, it's called a Dawn Aquarius deck. And when I bought it, I was like, do you have a Virgo deck? Do you have a Dawn Virgo deck? And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, this is Aquarius. And like, that's the artist's name. And I was like, "Mm, I've never been more embarrassed. Um, Sorry. And it's funny because I have two other decks that like don't speak to me the way that this one deck does. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's really, it's very, cards are interesting. They really are. They all have a kind of personality personality onto themselves wait to go back to your question of what right oh yes i do not believe that cards do that exactly right because i believe that we all have free will that's the biggest thing that i love about tarot cards but the card that i pulled for you was judgment right okay so (laughs) the way i describe judgment is let's say you've taken your final trip on the wheel of fortune, right? And you go wherever we go. You go to heaven, you trade your soul to Anubis, you decide to reincarnate, right? And Who's Anubis? Uh, do you know the Egyptian god? Oh, he's okay. Like a, he's like a dog god. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do know Anubis. He's like the underworld god, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you trade your soul. So however you believe the end comes and whoever is there says, did you do what you were supposed to do in this lifetime, right? Did you 
Did you heed your call to judgment? And I always feel that calls to judgment could be massive. I want to cure cancer. They can be specific. I want to have a family. I want to be a professional tarot card reader, whatever it may be. And they can change and they can evolve and all of those things. But sometimes when you're heeding that single call, the other ones aren't as important, right? And so Mm -hmm. it really comes down to a question of like, what is the call to judgment for you right now? Like, what is the most important thing that you are saying to myself? I have to do this, right? I have to be the most famous person in my town. That's what you said on the podcast, (laughs) right? I have to be known or I have to be uh, the, the best comedian, whatever. If that's the call to judgment right now, then that's the call to judgment right now. And heeding that becomes the most important. And then eventually it's like, I have to have a family or I want to have a partner, right? That's another call to judgment. And it's like, it's a, with your seven of cups, it's like, it's okay to be spinning one plate. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. when that call to judgment is like, okay, it's time. I want to have a family or I want to be married or however you see love. I want a partner. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be it. But maybe right now that's not the call to judgment. Maybe you're busy being, you know, a boss. Maybe, but I, I mean, this will sound very cocky and I, I do think I've said it before. I don't really worry about my career because I like I know things will fall in place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I work hard and I like do I do things behind the scenes that like people don't realize I'm doing. Um, but with love, you can't orchestrate love. You can orchestrate a career. Yeah. Any career you want, you can put things in motion to do what needs to be done to get what you want. And of course, luck has to happen with some things. Sure. And I've been very, very lucky and I'm not stupid. But with love, is you can't one plus one it to no. get what you want. You can't. And I find that to be the most frustrating. So I'm like, how does one focus? Like, how do I focus that cup? How do I focus on love? I mean, I think it goes back to filling your own cup. Stop being the queen of cups for everybody. Stop taking care of every like and we're going to go to partnerships, right? Because you're like, I'm really learning this lesson in regards to my friendships. It's like, okay, I told them I didn't want to be outside anymore. And they respected that and responded really well. What does that look like? And then it's it, it comes into your relationships. It's like maybe the next person you date when you decide to be that version of yourself, right? They're going to be like, God, that's so hot. I love that. I love that you're telling me the truth. I love that you're speaking up for yourself. I love that, right? And they end up Uh respecting you more for that. But judgment is like, at what point does this become the thing that it's like, if I go tomorrow and I weren't trying to get this, I'm not heeding that call. And perhaps love is that for you. I don't know. But it is really, it's it's a big deal of being like, ugh, I have to try every damn day to get this thing. I don't even know how to try. I do. Okay, so I have this like new rule on the apps where, because I'm back on the fucking apps, I really teeter-totter. Like, if you only listen to the podcast every now and again, (laughs) if you skip episodes, you've heard me go, I've given up. I'm back on. I've given up. I'm back on. I don't feel like dating. I was in a relationship. Now I'm not. So it's like, I'm truly all over the place with love. I've never been in such a, like, (sighs) chaotic state with love but also i feel like something is in the air this month that feels insane there and is. 
it's not, I, like, there's just some, like, October has been funky. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's been funky for you, but, like, just everyone I've spoken to is like, oh, I am in a, the valley, a valley of my life waiting for a peak or a hill or something other than this low. Um, and I don't feel like low, low, but like, I feel just like a huge, like a dip. Oh, no, 100%. A dip in the spirit. 100%. <laughs> no, well, we're in a, I mean, I know this is going to come out in November, but uh, we're in eclipse season right now, which is always extremely challenging because eclipses are these insane times where you know uh, fate kind of goes at its own pace and it's usually sped up and it you know eclipses make us kind of look at the dark parts of ourselves and mm-hmm. shine light on the things that we don't like about ourselves and eclipses inevitably do that so yes no october has been insane october has been insane will it get better when 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 does it get nice it gets nice after the 28th of october Oh my God. (laughs) We're recording this on the 19th, and I don't know (laughs) if I have seven more days, a week more of this in me. My goodness. You can do it. You can do it. But being on the apps, going back to judgment, right? It's like being on the apps, even though the apps suck. I I have to say that I've never had experience in them. I'm lucky, but very lucky. Right. I'm very lucky. But it's like, that is a way to show up to the heeding the call of judgment of love or partnership is trying your damnedest to get the thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to get back on these apps because this is something that I need. This is uh, what's important and I want it. I'm going to get it. And No, it's not a mathematical equation, but inevitably when you're taking care of yourself and showing up as uh, as authentically as humanly possible, Eventually, you stumble upon somebody who uh, really likes that. Boy, oh boy. When also (laughs) my little boundary with the apps right now, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but like I swipe until it doesn't feel good because I've had friends and people come on the podcast be like, oh, it just like drains me. It takes time. Like I'll be on there for like an hour. I am never on the apps for an hour. I'm on them for five minutes or less. As soon as like. I'm swiping and I'm not matching with anyone and I get sad about that. I'm like, well, that's enough for today. We'll try again tomorrow or the next day. Because let me tell you, I just, it is devastating when you are swiping yes to people that you don't find very attractive and they also do not find you attractive (laughs) and they do not swipe on you. And you go, well, I lowered my standards for a meet and uh, you didn't do the same. And it didn't even pay off. Yeah, it's devastating. And then everyone I know doesn't have a single friend um, because I've been like, hook me up, uh, whatever. And I had a reading with somebody recently. They were an intuitive. Maybe they were a psychic. Um, I cannot remember what their uh, I almost just said pronouns were their title. I don't I don't know what their title was, but they said that. I was going to meet someone at a Halloween party. <gasps> and I was like, interesting. I'm going away for Halloween and I'm missing all of the Halloween parties. Oh, no. <sighs> uh, maybe next Halloween. Oh, my God. <laughs> Waiting on uh, another no, then, 300. Then you need to get you- you need to get to a Halloween party this year. There you go. I guess so. Maybe I'll throw a Halloween party in like <laughs> in March. I'll be like, it's Halloween in March. Come to my house. Wear a costume. Someone love me. Uh, God. I mean, the thought of meeting someone in person seems 
nice. It seems nicer than meeting someone on an app. But also meeting someone on an app, like I've just gone on so many dates that I'm like, I just want to meet somebody. So wait, okay. As it in, wait, you're an intuitive card reader and a practical practitioner. So you can't tell me when I'm going to meet someone. I'm not a psychic, man. I'm not a psychic. <sighs> I can only tell you. And that's why I was like, do you feel that love is your call to judgment in this moment? Is that the call? And I know you, you like you said, this thing about your career, you're like, I know it's going to come. That's the moon part of you. If you're like, I'm wild, I'm intuitive. I know that as long as I uh, show up amazing and do all the stuff behind the scenes that I need to do, I know my career is going to be great. I know it's going to be fine. But it's like, does finding love feel like the call to judgment right now? I feel like yes. I Because I have the time. I do technically have the time where maybe when this comes out sag will have made a deal but uh, like yeah. we're still in a strike yeah. so like i'm not working anywhere close to the amount i was but then also maybe it's like maybe love isn't happening now because when the strike is over maybe things will get busy and then i actually really won't have time but I would love a partner who understands my life. And I think that is an actual very, it's a very tall order, I do think. I hear you. But it, it's 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 100% possible. But I hear what you're saying, that it's a tall order. Because you've got seven of, you're seven of cups. You've got a lot of things spinning. Like you, yes, we know the strike has been so intense for everybody. But it's yeah. like, you got to, and even in the strike, I'm sure you're over there being like, okay, well, what can I have move, right? What can I be doing? What can mm-hmm. I make happen for myself? And uh, it's like loving yourself first and foremost seems to be the the sweet spot at the moment so that you can heed this call to judgment of love. <sighs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. Like, I do love myself. I... I mean, I like I try to do things to like take care of myself, although like in the last two weeks, I've been so busy that like like my sleep has been off. I've been traveling so much. Um, But like I do, I try to do things for myself. I don't know. I guess it's like keep doing things for myself and take care of me and somebody will come. I mean, that's I think so. I think so. And it, it is it's it's so intense. You know, it's funny. When people come to me to talk about love, it's one of the more interesting conversations. Because again, I don't can't tell you when, right? But I can tell you mm-hmm. what the things you're supposed to be doing to fulfill what you need to fulfill on your own page. Because you forget there's a whole other person who is, you know, getting their own tarot card reading, saying the same thing, and they are they have to meet you up at the same spot right so it's like mm-hmm. they have their whole their own wheel and their own call to judgment and it's like well when does that person kind of uh stumble into your life or when do you find yourself at the same halloween party or when do you <laughs> swipe you know right or left which one is it which one's yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i think yes is right left is no but i always just do the heart or the x because i'm just uh, like a swiping seems so dismissive i'd rather be like <laughs> Yes or no. Um, 
Okay, as a practical, no, a magical practitioner, do you cast spells? Can I cast a spell for somebody? Okay, I was wondering if you were going to talk to me about this. Okay, so yes, I do cast spells. I do them very often. And here's the rule about eclipses, right? Uh, I am a witch who believes that we do not do any magic during eclipses because eclipses are going to do their own work. Hopefully you've been spell casting or manifesting up until a certain point in the eclipse come and it kind of speeds everything up for you. So you stop your magical practices, but you're not going to like my answer, but uh, here's, <laughs> I know you're going to be like, Oh no. Um, try again. If the key to spell casting is surrounded uh, with love, right? If the idea is to find somebody uh-huh. who, as a witch, I believe you never want to manipulate anyone's free will. Right. So uh-huh. you can be saying, I am going to manifest the perfect position to be in a loving place with myself and with my authenticity and, and talking about what I need, right, uh, to find somebody. But you don't really want to be like, I'm casting a spell to find this person on this date because then you're messing with somebody else's free will. It's like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like practical magic, right? She never uh, seen it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, the book is really I like I prefer the book and somebody mm-hmm. does a love spell to get this person to love them. And then they end up being this like abusive person who is obsessed with them. And and it's like magic is like that. It's like you have to stay in your own magical lane and mm-hmm. attempt to not mess with somebody else's free will. But is it messing with somebody's free will if you're just like, whoever's supposed to come to me, come to me? <laughs> no, I think that's a, that's an okay thing to do. But it's not like, I want to meet them. I want them to look like this. I want them to, on this date, on the, you know what I mean? It's like, I yes. want to find, you know, the helpful thing to spell cast for yourself in regards to love would be like, I want to find myself in the perfect place or time to find love versus it being like, I want this person to find themselves in the perfect time or place to find me. You know what I mean? So can you cast that spell for me? Yeah, girl, I'll do it for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. After the eclipse. We'll do it. We'll do it. After the eclipse. So in November? Yeah. Okay. What other things can you do to like fill your cup? Well, you know, yours is not about, uh, that's why the moon became so important because yours was not about loving yourself. You love yourself. You, You, that wild, you know, you're adventurous, all of those things. It's more about how you are, authentic about I keep coming back to the like wanting to get into the air conditioning thing and Mm -hmm. how you do that in relationships as well it's like no I don't want to go out to dinner tonight why didn't we plan that and being totally honest with that without worrying about whether somebody is gonna like it or not who gives a shit if somebody Mm -hmm. likes it or not and if and if they like you then they're gonna be like okay i don't want to go out to eat and whatever you need baby like that's that's what you need that's what you need so i think yours is about filling your own cup in a way that it's like i know that my requests for what i need are totally valid and if anybody thinks that's shitty of you it's like well fuck them fuck them they don't deserve you anyway but how do you fill your own cup I mean, do you pull your cards for yourself? Yes. How often? 
Um, like once a weekish, sometimes more. Yeah, that's always a. I always feel that anybody who has a deck and is pulling for themselves, it's a great way to kind of fill your own cup. Because again, when you're looking at the suit of cups, it's not just love; it's also intuition and creativity. So it's like anything mm-hmm. I can do that makes me feel creative or anything that I can do that makes me feel intuitive, right? All of those things uh, are surrounded by the love and sensitivity aspect. So anytime you're writing for yourself or anytime you are doing something creative, those are ways that I think people uh, fill their own cup. Anything that feels intuitive, anything that feels creative, and anything that feels um, loving towards yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Real quick, we got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. What advice do you have for single people out there? (laughs) (laughs) What advice do I have for single people out there? I mean, so you said love felt chaotic right now. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, it, it, I'm going back to that seven of cups thing. And it's like single people out there. It's like, how do we, I mean, my advice would be let your freak flight fly. Honestly, that would be my, not, <laughs> I mean, my non tarot advice, but also kind of tarot advice is that like, I always felt confident being the bizarre freak that I am. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to find somebody who respects me and loves me exactly the way that I am. And that the only thing I can do is show up as myself, right? Mm-hmm. And goddess willing, somebody comes along and is like, yeah, I like that. So as showing up authentically as yourself would be my advice for people, because you don't want to get into a relationship where you're manipulating who you are for somebody. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I don't even like me and I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's fucking exhausting being like, I got to now put on my little mask and be this person that I've crafted for this person it's awful and they probably don't like it either you know it's and it's i'm really lucky as my husband is totally the scully to my molder right he is Mm -hmm. the skeptic i am the believer he is uh a total muggle right in in a magical (laughs) world and yet he would never ever judge me and he would never ever make me feel anything other than a powerful witch. And so I I know that feels a little Hallmark card, love and light bullshit, but it's like, if I can show up as authentically as humanly possible as myself, then I uh, will get someone who deserves to be around me with my freak flag flying. I love that. I really do. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, do you ever read your husband's cards? I have. I have. I've read his cards uh, twice, ever. Only twice? Yes, only twice. We've been together for 12 years, and I've only read his cards <laughs> twice. I would bug him all the time and be like, come on, let me, let me, I got something to tell you, please, <laughs> let me read. <laughs> no, that's the, that's what I'm so weird about. I'm like, I will never tell anybody they need a reading. I always will wait. Like, they have to give me the invitation. Do you ever do, like, past, present, future mm-hmm. readings? Yep. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely we can do that. Let me shuffle. I do, uh, my yeah. my hour long is usually, um, it's actually a spread that I created myself, and it starts with past, present, future, and then I end up um, filling in the timeline. So we basically go from your past into your present and your present into your future, and I... I do use oral cards for my mm-hmm. hour longs um, because I feel that they uh, they like a nice cherry on top of a good reading. It's like a oh, good okay. it's like a good orgasm with those those. Ooh, like, you're like oh, I yes. do like to come, <laughs> but that's why I just love uh, using oral cards as well as um, tarot. But like tarot's the focus. Tell me about mm. tell me about your other decks while I'm shuffling. I have to hear these say yeah. Um, okay, well, my other deck is it's her, the artist's name is Dawn Aquarius. Dawn Aquarius. And there are these very beautiful pink cards that are very ornate and very uh 
very detailed. And I think I'm drawn to it because of the detail, because mm-hmm. I'm not a like a super detail-oriented person. Right. And then I have these other cards that are like uh they're like stripper focused. I can't remember the artist's name. Um, but they're very funny cards, but I, I like just having them, but I don't use them. And then I have like a traditional one from like the House of Intuition that I guess I don't love because they're like traditional and don't feel specific enough to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's funny. There's decks that I use all the time and then there's decks that just sit in my closet or I can sign because I'm like, they're just not right. Just not right for mm-hmm. me. Um, okay, so, you know, we get more interesting career stuff in your past right uh mm-hmm. the position of your past we do get the ace of pentacles so what i always say to people is pentacles is tangible mundane things they represent what do i do for a living how do i make my money and then who is in my environment where do i live right so these mm-hmm. tangible things the ace of pentacles aces are always like a gift from the universe it's like here this is the thing you're going to plant right that the mm-hmm. here's a new thing but the ace of pentacles is so important because it's like if i'm growing the tree that is my life then the tangible mundane choices i make are ultimately extremely important but also should kind of spiritually aid me right like what i do for a living and where i live and who's in my environment these are things that uh become something more than just like how i make money it's it's, it's like how you show up for yourself right mm-hmm. big big choices right but we get the ace of pentacles which is about you look at the ace of pentacles and dumb it down it's like starting a new job or moving right Mm-hmm. And that's the position of your past is this tree surrounding how you make your money and where you live, right? Talk to me about that. This is the moment where you talk to me about planting the seed that, that you feel is successfully growing right now. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, my move to LA was pretty pivotal in me booking more jobs. It was just like being at the right place at the right time. Like I was in the right place in New York, but then like there wasn't really work for me. And then I moved to LA and then things just like really started happening for me. When did you move to LA? October 2012. Happy anniversary of being out in LA. Thank you. (laughs) I I wish I could remember the actual day that I came, but I just remember it being October. Could you imagine it was today? in 2012. Okay. Um, it's, it's, that is the seed, right? And, and that became the, the, the seed that you were planting in that moment of the most important thing in that moment, right? So then it's like, well, how do we kind of, uh, grow the tree that becomes the, who is in my environment as well, right? Because although it's Mm -hmm. not a love card, it's not a cups card, the, the people that you have surrounding you, whether it be a partner or a child or whatever it is, those are people that are in your environment. So, But we get this kind of very clear uh, thing in your past position of like, this is the seed that I'm planting. I moved to make my career even better and more boisterous and wonderful and all of those things, right? So your present position, and it is interesting during the strike, right? Your present position is the chariot. So do do you just push yourself all the time Mm. or do you like to rest? I mean, I, 
I do. I mean, I do like to rest, but uh-huh. for the most part, I do work a lot. Uh huh. Ha- has it been hot? Ha- I mean, with the strike going on, is it? Have you been pushing yourself more personally with your career, or like you know? I don't know if you would necessarily can write too, right? Because there was a strike going on with that. But like mm-hmm. the chariot is so much about like movement, right? How I get to the things that I want and success ultimately and how I move my body through physical space to get what I want. And the chariot can be exhausting if you live in the chariot all the time. Mm-hmm. And as, as a performer and as um, someone in the public eye, you guys have to chariot a lot. You're, you should, that is like the whole thing is like charioting, uh-huh. charioting to here, charioting to there to get to what I want and success and all of these things. And so that's why I was curious. I'm like, are you somebody who likes to live in the chariot all the time or are you good with the chariot's balance? And- I think I live in the chariot a lot of the time because I like I do like to work. I like to be busy. I like to be doing things. Uh, right now I'm touring until the end of the year. So, yeah, I'm like I'm pretty busy. You're charioting. Yeah, I like it. It's good. That's really good. And it's part of your ace of pentacles over here. It's like I charioted myself to a place that was going to allow me to work even harder, work smarter, work more, get it, mm-hmm. get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Right. Um, was the, was the strike really frustrating to you with the chariot? Uh, Your momentum yeah, of the chariot. Yeah, there was like a, a chunk of time where like, it was just like, Oh, so like nothing is happening. Uh, there is no movement and there's nothing I can do. Uh-huh. There's truly no avenue to get what I want right now. Mm-hmm. Did your environment feel like it was a nice place to be during those times where you couldn't cherry it as much? Like your home. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that's why the Ace of Pentacles becomes so important, right? It's like the, the place that you live and what your environment looks like becomes so paramount to making sure that you are a happy, healthy version of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that you go on vacations. That's a good thing to have with the balance of your chariot. I try. I try to get away when I can. You got to. You have to. Okay, so the position of your future, we do get the Knight of Swords. And this is a court card. Again, you got another uh, minor, major uh, court card. So the Knight of Swords, let me talk to you about the Knight of Swords. The Knight of Swords, knights are how do I reach my goal, right? How do I get mm-hmm. there? And then the active quality through their suit with which they do that. And swords are all about your mind. So the Knight of Swords is a perfectionist. They mm-hmm. are uh, really brilliant people, but they are bloodthirsty at getting to what they want. And they push themselves really hard to get there. And they are very mathematical. It is like, they're a GPS. It's like, if I put in the coordinates, I know how I'll get there, when I'll get there, what it looks like getting there, all of these things. And this is not, um, it's not the best when it comes to love, by the way, with the Knight of Swords. Okay. <laughs> because it's like, okay, I can, I know exactly on the timeline how this is going to happen and what it's going to look like and it's like you'll never know you're right that's what you said it's not a math problem Mm -hmm. you're like if i if it were a math problem i could solve it but it's not right uh do you identify with the knight of swords yeah i mean 
I I don't know if I'm a perfectionist, but like I am like hard on myself with a lot of things or my therapist is like, hey, chill out. Yeah. You don't you don't got to be like this. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I do identify with that. Does, OK, I'm just going to go out on a limb. Does it frustrate you that you your knight of swords is so good at getting what you want? career wise and yet the knight of swords is like wait why isn't it a math problem like why can't i just have the coordinates to getting into a relationship why can't it just be clear like this i put in the work i'm amazing and i get it and then love is like well that's very frustrating it's not the same way yeah it's incredibly frustrating yeah well so the knight of swords is very interesting because it's like they're useful to you right if you're trying to finish a a project or if you're trying to i don't know balance your checkbook do people do that anymore do your taxes right the knight of swords is going to be very useful to you (laughs) but the knight of swords is not very useful when it comes to love frankly right that other part of that pentacle that you planted because it's like i want i want someone in my environment with my pentacles that's part of the the tree that is my life right so the knight Mm -hmm. of swords is like okay well if I just figure out exactly what it's going to look like, then I'm going to get there. And it's like, you'll never know exactly what it looks like. And that's what's so magical <sighs> about magic. I mean, truly, that's why I know, I know that's, but that's what's so amazing about magic is that trying to logic something that you can't logic is uh, kind of kills the vibe, right? And that's why when you look at the tarot, love is a different suit than your mind it's not logical Mm -hmm. it is it's not a logical thing it's like it's just not logical so the knight of swords (sighs) is useful to you but if we boiling it down to love again right since we're Uh on a love podcast Uh it's like trying to figure out what it looks like even the timeline thing and i know that i don't know if that's like naturally a question you ask but like when well when's it gonna happen right the knight of Mm -hmm. swords is the part of you that's like well when's it gonna happen it's like i can't give you a date i can't be like this day (sighs) that's what i want (laughs) i mean maybe some people could say that they can do that but i just i think they're full of shit All right. Well, maybe I won't meet someone at Halloween. Probably not. Anyway, Sutton, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I do ask all of my guests. I've forgotten it a couple times because uh, I'm forgetful. But would you date me? Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely, I date you. Thank you, Sutton. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Oh, just myself. My website is suttoncrawford.com. I am Sutton Crawford on the gram, the Instagram. I'm pretty casual. You can either email me at Sutton Crawford uh, off of my website, or you can actually DM me on Instagram. And I offer a multitude of different kinds of readings, 30 minutes, an hour, three card polls, which I'm about to record one after I have talked to you right now. And um, I'm here to talk about anything that you guys need to talk about. So SuttonCrawford.com. Perfect. I love that. And if you like this podcast, you can rate it uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can leave me a comment there or whatever. But if you want to hit on me, you can write to me at 
why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com and I will read your nastiest come on. This person said, hi, Nicole and Mars. Thank you for including Marissa. I'm a gold star gay, but I'm going to break my 30 year streak with you. Going to eat your pussy like a pro running my tongue deep into your valley, bringing the rain like the God I am. Your rivers will run. And as you get nice and wet, I'll work my finger in and making you scream my name. Barney, the <laughs> friendly D. Yeah. Enjoy my big purple dick as I breed you until you have a vagina rose. Ew. Oh. Is that a thing? Did I mention I'm gay? Okay, Barney, you want my vagina to prolapse? That's not nice. That's rude. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer is produced by me, Mars. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, with talent bookings by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a question, crazy dating story, or a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. That? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.